0: Can the Tennessee Titans keep up with the Los Angeles Chargers offense? We're going to talk about that and more on a crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Week two, crossover Thursday. We got a big matchup for two teams that are both 0-1. The Tennessee Titans hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. And we got an awesome show for you guys today. I'm Tyler Roland, host of Locked On Titans. Here with Dave, Dave Drogemeyer from Locked On Chargers. We're going to be breaking down the biggest storylines. Talking about the matchups to watch. Talking about what needs to go right for each team. Maybe even might throw in a tentative prediction or two, so, we're going to get into that. Before we do, thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. The Locked On Chargers podcast your first listen every day, Monday through Friday, NFL content. This crossover Thursday, though, is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. So, go to slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Well, Dave, let's just go ahead and and jump right in here since I guess the Titans are the home team and I am hosting. I will be a courteous host and let you go first. What's the big storyline right now for the Chargers coming out of that loss to the Dolphins that it was a very exciting football game with two exciting teams, but not coming out on top, I'm sure has the fans feeling a certain type of way.
1: Oh yeah. Anytime that you lose the home opener (laughs) and the the first game of the season, it's never a good thing. But especially not for the Chargers and in, in the fashion that they lost the last game of the season last year against the okay. Jacksonville Jaguars and having such a commanding lead only to let right. that slip through their fingers. And so Charger fans were anxious and, and very, very excited and hopeful to get a victory against the Dolphins. But unfortunately, that did not happen. And the Dolphins uh, really they kind of had their way with the Chargers on offense. They, really, they uh, accumulated over 500 yards of offense in that game, you know, obviously giving up 36 points. So the biggest storyline for me is can the Chargers defense bounce back? can can they come back and flush that that performance against the dolphins where they got absolutely shredded by Tua and Tyreek Hill and come back and play better team defense against the Tennessee Titans i mean it's what not happened be this-
0: there with the defense you know obviously i was watching the titans game i'm focused on the titans content what yeah. what i guess in your mind cuz we're going to move forward to this matchup with most of yeah. the rest of the show what happened in that kind of let down with the with the Chargers defense, which, of course, Staley's a defensive guy. So what, in your opinion, I guess, what was kind of the cause of the defensive struggles?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, to, to his credit, he was getting the ball out very, very quickly. They were doing a great mm-hmm. job of moving Tyreek Hill around and really trying to isolate him in, in those man-to-man coverage situations. And... The Chargers did not play enough double teams on him. I mean, that's one guy you absolutely cannot allow to beat you and they, they right. really, they had 20 snaps where they allowed him to go uh, one-on-one with a, a Chargers defender and that's just mm-hmm. never a recipe for success. So, uh, I think uh, that was really what happened in, in that. The, the the Dolphins did a great job of moving him around and 2 was accurate with the football. So, I mean, you just got to give credit where credit was, is due there, but <laughs> I know there's a gigantic uh, motivation to never allow that to uh, a type of performance to happen again. And here going up against the Tennessee Titans, it's going to be a different type of challenge, obviously when you're going up against King Henry and Tajay Spears.
0: Well, I was just getting ready to say, I chargers fans can take solace in this. There is no Tyreek Hill on the Titans that you got to worry about. Yeah. Right. And you know, the second year receiver, Traylon Burks has some good explosion. Deandre Hopkins sat out, of Wednesday's practice with an ankle issue. So who knows what's going on there? It won't be the same receiving core uh, in this matchup this week, but I think it's funny that both teams are kind of in a similar spot, but on opposite sides the, I'm sure chargers fans and, and the chargers are looking at it like, Oh, the Tennessee Titans offense. This is a great time to get right and to have a good performance and to bounce back and, you know, get, get your mojo going here against a team that doesn't have a great offense, the Titans offense and Titans fans are like, Oh, This Chargers defense gave up a ton of points and looked terrible last week. This is a chance for the Titans to get into a rhythm against a bad defense. Uh, So I think obviously the biggest storyline for the Titans in that realm is is Ryan Tannehill. Um, Tannehill probably had his worst performance as a Tennessee Titan in a vacuum the, the Bengals playoff game was was probably his worst performance ever because of the stakes involved. But if you talk about just a single game performance, missing reads, bad throws, turning it over, it might have been this game uh, that the Titans just played against the Saints. So there are issues, and I've been talking about them all week. It's really two different things. One, Tannehill was missing reads. He was just not looking in the right places misunderstanding where he should go with the football based on what the defense is given him. And those things can improve as the season goes on. Tannehill obviously got hurt in the game against the Chargers last yeah. year, which I'm sure is something that's in his mind. And when you think about that, he didn't play the last few weeks of the season, and then he only took three snaps in the preseason, and he made three handoffs. He did not play in yeah. the preseason for real. You know what I mean? So he maybe a little rusty and he may read defenses better as he gets, you know, I guess just back in order and back comfortable with the speed of the game. But there are some things with Ryan Tannehill, uh, a decline in arm strength, a lack of mobility in the pocket. And when scrambling that just happened when you're a 35 year old quarterback, there's
1: one, there's one thing that I noticed just real quick is he had a tendency to hold on to the football a little bit longer than he probably should have. I mean, is that Mm -hmm. something that you noticed in the first game as well?
0: Yeah and I, there are a few examples where he actually it look it's not a perfect pocket it's you right. know there there is some muddiness to it that's the NFL nowadays that's why mobility and pocket mobility and navigation is so important and having yeah. guys who like Justin Justin Herbert he can step up in the pocket do a little skip step up through to get through he's nimble got good feet yeah. quick feet Tannehill has slow feet and and I would call yeah. loud feet to be honest with you. And there were certain times where he could take a little nimble step and get up and through, but he like got scared almost and banged into one of his offensive linemen. So the big storyline easily for the Titans is can Ryan Tannehill rebound? And then in turn, because the offense had incredible opportunities, wide open guys should have had a lot more points and Tannehill just missed throws. So can Tannehill rebound against the defense that you can rebound against? I think the chargers defense ends up better than maybe some people think, but It's all about Tannehill and how he performs in this game and taking advantage of opportunities. So um, with with that, obviously, we're going to move forward, talk about some of the matchups in this game, talk about some of the things that we think will decide the game and the outcome. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Look, guys, the reality is... In life, you got to be prepared for everything. And with Jace Medical, you can be. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout, at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Promo code locked on. All right, We'll continue this crossover Thursday, Locked on Titans, Locked on Chargers. I am Tyler Roland here with Dave Droegemeier. We are breaking down this matchup. We just talked about the big storylines with both teams coming out of a week one loss. We are going to get into the matchups that will decide this game now. I personally am going to do the favor here of starting off things after I ask you to start the show for us, Dave. So I'll get into the matchup that I think kind of stands out to me. And for the Titans, it's the cornerback, the secondary group against the wide receivers of the Chargers. So, one thing that really hurt the Titans all year last year, they would play great defense. Schematically, they would win the down. They would have pressure on the quarterback. They would have man coverage tight. They would have a deep zone guy covering everything. And then the quarterback would just throw a bomb down the sideline and the wide receiver would make a play over the Titans cornerback. It Sometimes football is that simple. It was isolated situations on the boundary where Titans cornerbacks were just losing one-on-one. And if Chargers fans remember, and Dave, I know you do, the end of that Titans-Chargers game, the toss-up to Mike Williams, who goes up and gets a moss catch over top of the Titans cornerback, that wasn't just a situation that happened in that game. That had been happening to the Titans all year long. And last week, We saw the end of the game. There's a viral clip now of Derek Carr saying uh, he's talking to Rashid Shahid, and he's like, hey, go deep, run, run. You know what I mean? Because he knew he was going to take that shot against the Titans in man coverage down the boundary, and he hit it, and it was the last play of the game. It ended the game for the Saints and, you know, ceremonially ended the game. So Christian Fulton hurt his hamstring. Titans starting cornerback, number one cornerback, hurt his hamstring in the last game. He was limited. On Wednesday, Amani Hooker, who forced two turnovers in the game last week, including an interception on Derek Carr, the Titans starting safety. He has a concussion. He's not going to play in this game. Mike Vrabel does not play around with concussions. You get a concussion. You're in protocol. You are not playing that week. Um, That's just the way Mike Vrabel is and can't blame him for it. Takes care of his players. No. But the question for me is, can the Titans secondary, if they're missing two starters or they have uh, one starter out and one of their other starters is limited with a hamstring, Can they keep up with a a wide receiver group and a pass catcher group, including the tight ends that I don't know if they could keep up with when they're healthy and they'll win against when they're healthy. So now that they're hurt, that's the, that's the matchup that I'm watching for because the Titans, like they did against the saints last week, they can win up front. They can win with the pass rush. They can get pressure, but then Justin Herbert, because he's a modern NFL quarterback, unlike what the Titans see, he can play, make, (laughs) make, make, off schedule, second reaction plays, get away from the pass rush just for a split second to give his wide receivers another split second to get open. And the Titans secondary has proved that they can't hold up in those situations for about a year and a week now. So if the Titans secondary can find a way to win some of those matchups and win more often than they have in one-on-one situations, the Titans stand a good chance to win this game and convert on third down and, and create punts. But if they don't, and the wide receivers win the game again for the Chargers and dominate one-on-one in man coverage, the Titans don't really have an answer for it. So that's really the matchup that I'm watching for. But I know on on your side, things are a little different. What what are you kind of looking at?
1: Yeah. So as far as the matchup I'm looking at here on the, on the Chargers side of things, um, I think when you looked at the first game and you, you kind of saw how the Chargers won against the Dolphins, and it was really, you know, game plan specific. You knew that the Dolphins were going to play a lot of cover eight, cover nine, really try to put that roof over the coverage, not allow those explosive plays. So, the Chargers rushing game, it really came alive. I mean, 234 rushing yards in yeah. that game. They almost had two running backs that went over 100. And uh, they were really getting creative with their rushing concepts. Now, going up against the Titans, I don't think that's going to be the same game plan. I, I right. do. Uh, I think, you know, the Titans are a lot more stout against the run. They have the defensive line, the linebackers to kind of control that aspect of the game a little bit more. So I think you are going to see the Chargers attack more deep down the field with the wide receivers and really test, uh, you know, the safeties and and the corners uh, that are going to be out there because – Uh, I think a lot of Charger fans are excited about what the the offense uh, and the weapons and the wide receivers can do, but we didn't really get to see that to the fullest potential, but I think that was more matchup based. So a matchup I'm looking for that's obviously going to be very important for the Chargers is can they stop Derrick Henry and the running game? that is the biggest matchup. So it's the Chargers linebackers, the Chargers defensive line versus Derrick Henry, because it's never one-on-one. It's just like Tyreek Hill. You're not gonna cover him one-on-one. You're not gonna tackle Derrick Henry one-on-one. That That's right. a swarm to the football. Everybody is gonna have to uh, get involved in that effort of trying to you know contain Derrick Henry as much as possible, because I'm sure you know, uh, and Chargers fans w- will find out again on Sunday, is that the Titans offense it goes through Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're 100% right, and things are based off play action. What I can say is, I do want to say this. The Titans got a new offensive coordinator this year. They promoted Tim Kelly from passing game coordinator. They fired Todd Downing. Last week, Tajay Spears out-snapped Derrick Henry, and a lot of Titans fans are upset about it, blaming the OC for that. Tajay Spears is a talented runner, and yep. he has more versatility than Derrick Henry, and I think the Titans fans need to realize that Derrick Henry's on the last year of his contract, and he may not be with the team after this, and if you look around the NFL, you need more versatile running backs if you're going to lean on a guy like Austin Eckler, for example. You know what I mean? That's just the way that the NFL is going right now, and I think that the Titans are trying to develop an offense that isn't so dependent on Henry while still using Henry as more of a tool in the toolbox, than what the entire foundation of the house is built on. I think that's where they're trying to go here. So I agree with you that it does start there. But just look for some other wrinkles and for some stuff with Tajay Spears to try to maybe balance that out. I think the Titans caught themselves being um, not versatile enough on offense yeah. with how much they leaned on Henry. So if they may try to give a, a different look, and they did in Week One, but if you let Henry get going, that that is a You may not beat the Titans if Henry doesn't get going, but you are certainly going to lose if Henry does get going. So you're 100% right that they, they just simply cannot allow that to happen. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I also love the the trench, trenches battle in this one too. I mean, mm-hmm. I think in the middle you have two fantastic players with the Chargers. You have an All Pro and Corey Lindsley, and then the the Titans obviously, you know, you have that monster in the middle of that <laughs> defensive line over there as well. And then on on the corners on the edges, you have Rashawn Slater, you know, making his second game back after missing all of last year, and mm-hmm. in his first in his first game back, he How locked did he up look Bradley in week one? Chubb. He was oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah, go. he locked him up right. completely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was not even just, you know, his, you know, fantastic play as a pass protector. He was mm-hmm. really good and, uh, in run blocking as well. And I think that's just one thing that the Chargers offensive line was missing, uh, very, very much. I mean, it, it, whenever you try to uh, replace an all pro, there's going to be a drop off. And, uh, you know, Jamari right. Sawyer, who really kind of stepped in, who's playing guard now, he played very well last year, but, Rashawn Slater is just a completely different animal. So, Rashawn right. Slater versus Arden Key versus yes. whoever else they want to put on that left side, um, that's mm-hmm. going to be a matchup I'm always going to be very, very, very excited to watch.
0: Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And Arden Key led the NFL with 11 pressures last week, according to Next Gen yeah, Stats. Speed, man. And then did- speed. Danico Autry was the only player in the NFL in the top 20 in pass rush win rate at the interior and the edge. So the Titans defensive line and how the chargers offensive line can handle them. That that's something that obviously I was looking at as well, but I want to mention one more thing and it's the edge rushers of the chargers, Joey Bosa, who's banged up. I do believe. Yeah. Uh, dealing with some hamstring
1: soreness right now.
0: Right. Um, Bosa's being injured. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, and then Khalil Mack on the other side. I know that they weren't fantastic in week one, but the Titans' offensive line is still a little shaky. They looked okay in week one, but I'm not convinced that they're great or anything yet. Andre Dillard on the left, Chris Hubbard on the right. If Bosa does play, and then Khalil Mack on his own, if they could be the type of players that people see them as, that would be make it pretty hard for the Titans, and it would change kind of the way things were last week.
1: Well, and that's why, I like I mentioned, Mentioned earlier, I, one of the things when I was watching over that Tennessee Titans and Satan's Saints game was that quarterback was holding on to the ball way too long. I mean, yeah. it, it was one of those mm-hmm. things where, you know, I think you know with Tua, he was getting the ball out super super quickly you, you get at the top of his drop and the ball was out and so yeah. the, that's really frustrating for pass rushers i mean you can't get get started and, and really get going and get into your rush so with Tannehill holding on to the ball a little bit longer i think the, right. the chargers pass rushers are probably licking their chops a little bit but i mean mm-hmm. that that's going to wrap things up for this segment uh, after this we are going to get into the most important players and some predictions on who we think is going to win this football game. But first, I need to tell you guys about Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. My favorite part of Playing prize picks is uh, unlike other daily fantasy sites I've used in the past with prize picks, it's just me versus the projections, and I can pick the matchups that I like the most on any given game. For this weekend against the Titans, you can go with Justin Herbert more or less than 288 and a half passing yards, or Derrick Henry getting more or less than 88 and a half rushing yards. Go to slash lockdown NFL and use code LOCKED ON NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's slash lockdown NFL with that promo code LOCKED ON NFL. For that deposit match up to $100, daily fantasy sports made easy.
0: All right, Dave, we're going to continue this crossover Thursday. Cap things off here. We've talked about the storylines for each team. We've talked about the matchups for each team. Now we're going to get into who the most important player is going to be or what the most important thing that we're looking for is. Maybe even throw in some tentative, tentative predictions on what we think Uh, will happen in this game score-wise and outcome-wise. Before we get into all of that, do want to thank all of you guys again for making Locked on Titans, Locked on Chargers, your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, content on your favorite team every single day, all year long, and always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now as well. Hey, the show is free, all right? All we ask for in return is the press of a button. And of course, shout out to our everydayers out there tuning in Monday through Friday. We got a great episode lined up for you guys on Friday. I do some game plan stuff. I'm sure you guys are going to be breaking down what you want to see from this game as well. So make sure that you guys stay locked in to the Locked on Titans and Locked on Chargers podcast. But uh, as for what will be most important, we talked about a, a couple of different things here. I am going to go with the Titans red zone offense because last week they went 0 for 3. Last year, the Titans were one of the top five red zone offenses in the NFL. It's something that they've actually been very good at for a few years, even as the offense has declined overall. They've still been very good in the red zone, and that kind of has allowed them to win games. They're very efficient there. Well, last week going over 3 it didn't even feel like they got very close to scoring a touchdown. I think the closest that they got was like the, the 6 or 7-yard line. You know, they never really even got that close. And when you're a Titans offense that maybe won't be one of the most explosive in the NFL, you have to capitalize on those opportunities. And the Saints may not be an offense that's going to put up a ton of points all year long, but the Chargers are. And they have the talent and the ability. And if the Titans don't find a way to cash in on those red zone offense opportunities, they're not going to be able to keep up with the Chargers in the game. They're simply not they're going to give the Chargers defense momentum. They're going to take away the soul of their own defense, which I think has been a big problem over the last year and week that the Titans defense just kind of gives up after a while, seeing the offense get no points or only kick field goals. You know, it, it, it football is an emotional game. You know, when you see the other side of it really letting you down, it's just hard to keep your full momentum going at all times. So for me, the Titans have to cash in red zone offense. They have to find a way to do it. So that's like the most important thing for me is making sure that the Titans put points on the board and score touchdowns, not field goals against a team that's going to score.
1: Absolutely. I mean the, the Chargers uh, against the Dolphins one of the things they did do well at least on the offensive side in addition to running the football was when they got to the red zone they punched it in and they scored touchdowns and they got yeah. three different rushing touchdowns one from Justin Herbert one from Josh Kelly one from Austin Eckler. So I mean and also in another touchdown to their tight end Donna Parham who's six foot eight. He's a matchup nightmare. So the, the Chargers uh, this at least to start the year their red zone offense is doing much, much better. For me, the most important player in this one is Justin Herbert. And so for Justin Herbert, he's going to be asked to do a lot more than he did last week. I mean, like I said, it was more game plan of them running the football a lot more. They're going to push the ball down the field against the Titans. They're going to test those, right. those corners. They are going to really try to you know get those explosive plays um, in the passing game, which they did not really, really get to do against the Dolphins. And I think it's a very good matchup for that. And also look for Justin Herbert to continue to extend drives using his legs, which is one of those things that unfortunately was absent from his game last year because of the injuries, uh, the mm-hmm. ribs, the the shoulder. I mean, Justin Herbert was dealing with a lot, so you couldn't really run. Uh, but now he can. Now he's healthy. He extended three different drives with, with his legs against the Dolphins and also had a rushing touchdown, like I mentioned. So... Justin Herbert being aggressive, pushing the ball down the field, taking those chances and seeing if his receivers can win against the, uh, Tennessee Titans defenders. I think that's the most important player for me in this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Justin Herbert's a game breaker. Um, something Titans fans can only hope they could get their hands on at some point in our existence. Uh, but anyways, moving right along, we are going to give some tentative predictions here, hold our feet to the fire, but, uh, Just just some preliminary thoughts that we'll follow up on, of course, on our own shows on Friday. But, Dave, I'll go ahead and go out there. And and I've kind of gone back and forth on this. I I think most people listening and Chargers fans and Titans fans probably are like, what do you mean you've gone back and forth? with?" with, This seems like a clear opportunity for the Chargers to win and maybe buy a lot. And I get that. But just everything I know about a Mike Vrabel team— they're going to bounce back. They're going to keep They're the game close. They're t- I mean, last year, people would have said the same thing, that the Chargers were going to kill the Titans, and I thought the Titans would win that game, and it ended up being a three-point game. You know, yeah. just the, the Titans find a way to keep games close. They fight football games in a phone booth. And although I think the Chargers are a better team, just something about the situation tells me that, that the Titans are just going to find a way to do something here. There's Every time the Titans and Chargers have played for the last five years, whether it be the two-point conversion fiasco in London, whether it be Jeffrey Simmons knocking the ball away from Rivers at the goal line at the end, there's just the Mike Williams catch at the end of the game last year, there's just always something wild that happens in these games, something unexpected, and I think something like that happens I'm going to take the Titans in this one, 24-23. to And, again, I think the Chargers are a better football team. And I might change my prediction to a loss after I see more on the injury report. But I'm going to go Titans 24-23. Just something weird always happens again. And I think Mike Vrabel will have his team ready to go. And Tannehill can't play worse. He can't play worse than last week. Like he simply can't. So
1: I don't know the pass rushers he's going to be going <laughs> up against on <laughs> right. Sunday might, might change that tune a little bit. Right. Uh, but I honestly, I think in this game, I think the Chargers defense is frankly very angry uh, and and mm-hmm. angry at themselves. And, and they should be. Uh, I think you, you heard Derwin James talk in the press conference saying, Hey, I don't really want to talk a lot about it. Uh, I want to go out there and show you how it's going to be different. And, and I think the Chargers are a lot healthier in this game than they were against the Titans the last time they got their full complement of weapons. They have their full offensive line and they have a defense that's mostly healthy and and very motivated to prove that they're much better than the first showing that they have. And I think that they're going to be able to get after Tannehill a lot more effectively than they did after Tua. And I do feel the, that the chargers are going to be able to push it down the field. And, and I think with that being said, I have the chargers winning this game and I think it's probably going to be in the 34 to twenty one to 24 range that's Mm kind of where where I have it and that's really if the Chargers defense comes out to play the the Titans offense can't match up uh score for score
0: yeah the Titans didn't score 30 points at all last year the highest they scored was 27 um in a game against the Green Bay Packers that their offensive coordinator got a DUI on the way home and then the whole season got tanked that was the last game they won last year It it all got tanked after that so um If it gets to 30, if the Chargers get to 30, they are winning the game. So you could just set kind of your mark there uh, if you're the Chargers. If you see that 30 on the scoreboard, go ahead and pop the bottles and get the steaks on the grill. You're going to have a good night and relax. But either way, man, this was an excellent breakdown. This is going to be a fun game. Like I said, these two teams, whenever they play, is always a fun matchup. It's always good football, man. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, if I talk to you again, maybe it'll be in the in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Uh, more likely for you guys than us, as things stand right now, according to the books, but uh, you never know what can happen. So, great crossover Thursday. Thanks for coming on. Um, obviously, all Locked On Chargers listeners need to stay tuned in to what Dave is uh, talking about on a daily basis, and uh, my listeners, of course, come back tomorrow for, for Game Plan Friday, but that's going to do it for this crossover Thursday. You guys take care out there.